0: I might have forgot it. <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry. i been playing. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Bible News Radio. There is no sound, but that's okay. It's us. You know us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the so blog so talk, hard talk hard
2: audience didn't get be an intro, but... That day oh, wow.
1: would come yeah, it's, it's Friday party.
0: Okay. Hey, everybody. (laughs) That was a failed start, but whatever. Bye gone. All right. So today is Friday and it's our free for all Friday show. I don't know why I, I totally forgot to put in our intro, but whatever. It's okay. Uh, So, yeah. All right. So, you know what, you guys, we're going to talk about Kathy Griffin a little bit. If you don't know who she is, you will by the end of the show. We have some other news to talk about, uh, just so you know. And here's the thing, people, people of the word of the book, that we are close to 8 million hearts here on Periscope. And if we hit 8 million hearts during this episode, which is literally only 13,000 hearts away, which isn't that hard, actually, when lots of people come in, then we're going to do an Amazon gift card giveaway for somebody. So by the end of the show... If we're at 8 million, we're going to do that. If not, then, well, you know, we'll have to wait until another day when we hit 8 million. Yeah. So, anyway, welcome, everybody, to Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, you know, I have to, oh. And we also have to wish a happy birthday to our number one super fan, Melanie Weiser. Melanie has been my number one super fan Forever, <laughs> and anyway, is she? Can I cue the music. Yes, go ahead. It's her birthday, so we gotta wish her a happy birthday. So, Melanie, this is for you.
1: Put another candle on my birthday cake. We're gonna bake a birthday cake. Put another candle on my birthday cake. I'm another year old
0: today. That's right. She is another year old. Melanie, you're over the hill. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, you are older than me. So you know what, Melanie, put up your, your name and have everybody, you know, follow you. You know, put up some birthday cake emojis or every everybody so everybody knows that it's your birthday. You know, you're part of our faithful community, of course. And uh, and you know, Melanie is faithful. That when I think about Melanie, that's one word that comes to mind, faithful. And the Lord needs faithful people. So Happy birthday, Mel. Glad that you are here. See, there she is, right there. You, uh, you uh, celebrate her birthday with her today, all right? And follow her if you haven't already followed her. All right. So we are. Um, hmm. I, you know, I, I hate. There's a part of me that really hates to talk about Cass, Cass, Kathy Griffin. I hate talking about flaming liberals that have no no respect for people. I really do. I hate it. But this is all over the news, and next week, you guys—I wouldn't uh,
2: say no respect. Uh, it,
0: it, it's uh, next week. I have I have four guests next week, so I'm not gonna have any time to talk about the news next week except on Monday. Next week we have Kamal Salim coming on, former PLO terrorist. He's gonna be on Tuesday. Then we have the sweet and lovable Tommy Norman coming on Wednesday, who is a Periscope star in her own right. And then we have Stu Gerard, who is very famous in the Christian world of uh, Christian uh, music. <laughs> in fact, we're going to be talking to him about this, new, this project. It's called the New Beatitudes Project. <clears throat> It'll be really great. Him and Amy Grant have teamed up on that. And then on Friday, yes, Pastor Pete is going to be my guest again. And yes, I can call him Pastor Pete, even though nobody else can. I'm special. And sometimes in a short bus sort of way. <laughs> anyway, so I have a great lineup next week. And the week after, I also have four guests in a row. The week after that, I also have four guests in a row. I'm all like practically booked up here on Bible News Radio for the whole month. So we have to talk about the news today. Otherwise, you know, just saying, it's it's, yeah, well, we won't get to talk about it otherwise. What are you doing? Just
2: distracting you, uh, interrupting you, making life difficult. He's for you.
0: distracting me, but that's okay. <laughs> so, all right. So basically, if you don't know what happened, Griffin went ahead and decided that she. Okay, first of all, she's a D-list celebrity, okay? Just so you know, she's a D-list, and I'm not saying that to be mean. That's what she says. That's that's what she calls herself, a D-list. Celebrity, And she is. I mean, that's, you know, now she's actually, a, um, you know, she should be called an F-list celebrity because, you know, she uses F-word a lot. <clears throat> but this is somebody who recently decided that she was going to do something really, really, really completely despicable. And the only reason I'm sharing this is because of the absolute, unabashed, unbelievable hypocrisy of it all. OK, I mean, this is unbelievable. So, Randall, if you would go ahead and put up the image of, of that, she held that she actually did in her her uh, group, <clears throat> her um, her humor act, her comedy routine. um This, you know, this is this is horrible. OK, I mean, this is seriously horrible. And I w- I'm going to pose a question. Right. You're going to see this, people. OK, you see that. OK, that's a picture of Donald Trump right? De- decapitated, or, right? Or lightness. Well, yeah. it's supposed to be him, okay? Everybody knows it. He knows it. Blah, 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 blah. Now, okay, just keep it up there for a minute. Let me ask you guys this question, okay? Just for sake of asking a question. If a conservative comic had done that with Obama's head, what do you think would have happened? Hmm? Just, serious, just curious. If a conservative christian comic had done that first of all a christian wouldn't do it but if a conservative comic comic had done that with obama's head you're darn right kimberly riots would be in the streets it would there would be hell to pay and that person would have their rump thrown in jail okay i am just saying it's absolutely unbelievable and and here's the thing you know this this woman <clears throat> bless her heart in the southern way she needs the lord really badly you know what i'm saying okay so on the one hand i'm not mad at her (laughs) because this is what people in darkness do okay people in spiritual darkness who have no heart of flesh but a heart of stone this is how they act right vulgar worldly you know and they find these type of things funny which is not funny and you know look i'm going to tell you a story once upon a time Eight, almost 10 years ago now, I was approached by a friend of mine to write for the Voice of the Martyrs Persecution Blog. Okay? Here's the true story. I was the editor of that persecution blog for eight years, almost eight years, just under eight years. And the very first time I read about Christians being beheaded and persecuted, um, I came across a news article of a beheaded woman. She completely beheaded. I mean, there, in the picture, it actually had... Her body, her, uh, her body, I believe it was a woman, yeah, and her head completely severed off, right? I debated if I should put that picture up on the blog, the persecution blog, where we're talking about Christian persecution. And after thinking about it for a while, I decided, you know what, this is Christian persecution. I'm going to go ahead and put it up. So I did. I put it up. I put up that picture of the beheaded woman on the Christian persecution blog because the only crime she committed was the fact that she was a follower of Jesus. Okay, that was it. I put that up and you would not believe the the backlash that I got from readers of the Christ, Christian persecution blog. I, I mean, the backlash was unbelievable to me. I I was yelled at by fellow believers. I was told, you know, "Ah, I can't believe you put that up there. My child saw that, blah blah." And and it was one of these things where I couldn't win because if I didn't put it up, then nobody can see the gravity of what Christians are really going through. But if I did put it up, then the Christians who really didn't want to see what was happening got mad at me. So, you know, I I look at this and the first thing that I see when I see somebody like that hold up ahead of the president, first of all, that's a death threat. And she is under investigation by the Secret Service, as ridiculous as that sounds to her. You know, she is now whining, and we're going to play part of her dumb press conference in a minute. Yeah. You know, but I look at this and I go, you know, what I think of is beheading Christians. That's what I think of. And the thing is, is if if it, if the shoe was on the other foot, and it was a, a a conservative doing it to our last black president, who was, you know, and, and that had been Obama there would be all hell to pay right i mean seriously there would be riots in the street it's absolute truth um and okay so to her credit to kathy's credit she actually did apologize and i know that you you have that video i don't uh, yeah yeah can you play that video because i want you to see the apology because she did apologize right but what she did today though was contrary to that dumb to to her apology but you know she did apologize so let's let's Go ahead and give her a little bit of credit for going out there and apologizing. You just let me know when you're ready. Anytime. Okay, I'm ready. Go for it. Kathy is now Kathy apologizing.
3: Griffin will now make some comments. Kathy. Thank you, Lisa. Hi, everybody. No, that's I'm not Kathy it. I'm Kathy Griffin. That's not it? I, um, no, that's, really that's part of
0: right the now. press conference.
2: Oh, okay. You do want but, that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: you, you can go ahead and play play that <laughs> instead then. Yeah, the other one on her Facebook. Um Oh,
2: the Twitter. Yeah, you want that one.
0: Yeah, can you do that one first?
2: I I can. Let me switch back to okay. Cut to you.
0: Cut to me. Hello everybody. I'm back. All right, so how many of you noticed I got a haircut? Did you guys notice? Yeah. Uh, you can actually see my face now. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. Um It is important do you know how hard it is to get curly hair cut? I'm just saying, it's it's hard. Uh, you, all right, I can. You let me know when you're ready.
2: I can do this. Oh,
0: thank you. By the way, I appreciate the compliments, and that is my natural silvery color. Okay, here it is.
2: Okay, well, the way Twitter goes, I have to wait for it to. Or maybe I can. There we go. Now I'm turning the volume all the way up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All
2: right. Here we go. All right professional
0: that's
3: okay hey everybody it's me kathy griffin i sincerely apologize i am just now seeing the reaction of these images i'm a comic i crossed the line i moved the line then i crossed it i went way too far the image is too disturbing i understand how it offends people it wasn't funny i get it i've made a lot of mistakes in my career i will continue i asked your forgiveness taking down the image i'm going to ask the photographer to take down the image And I beg for your forgiveness. I went too far. I made a mistake, and I was wrong.
0: Okay. So she said all the right words, but I don't believe her for a second, just so you know. Because, I mean, because because I just don't believe her. Okay, so now do you want to play the actual press conference? So the press conference is 22 minutes or something like that. We're not going to waste your time playing all that. We're going to play like five minutes so you can see – you can see the opening and this this thing. Okay, I'm going
2: to be the voice of moderation. Why don't you believe her apology?
0: I don't believe it because I looked at her body language. she okay. she rolled her eyes for one as she was actually apologizing. She rolled her eyes, you know, and I'm like going, really, seriously, your butt is in trouble.
2: I got to figure out why this is distorting yeah. and it's not very loud either. So
0: and it's also yeah, it's also so, been re- reported that she laughed about the apology that she actually gave. So that's the ultimate hypocrisy right there. But I mean, all right. So that's so that's why I don't believe her. There there's Randall over there. Look at him. Isn't he good looking? I think he is. He's younger than Melanie. Melanie just Not became much. older than Randall now she's going to blame. Yeah, she's actually blaming Donald Trump now. This is the this is the interesting part. This is a classic case study in how to be a victim horribly. Since Marfaith hates Trump, did did he find it funny? Uh, did you find it funny?
2: I don't hate Trump.
0: <laughs> but You didn't vote I, for him.
2: Well, yeah. Was...
0: Hater. No. <laughs>
2: I may not like him. I love him, but I don't like him.
0: I think he's kinda of cool myself, but you know, I, I mean
2: i I just don't I
0: don't hate him, but I'm not I'm I you know I don't understand uh, his hair. That's one thing I just yeah, don't get. Yeah, I just don't After all these years, I still don't get it. How can a gazillionaire like him still not have good hair? Beyond
2: vote equals hate, yeah, in today's uh <laughs> Today's society, that's what it means. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Are you ready? I just
2: yeah, I'm just, okay. just kind of disappointed. I didn't take his campaign seriously. Mm-hmm. Now that he's the president of the United States, I'm just like, okay, what what's wrong with uh, what's maybe, wrong with this world? All right. I mean, way better than uh, Mrs. Clinton, in my not so humble opinion. But still, I just, yeah. I mean, I never had much faith in politics before, and it it, it wanes less right. w- with every presidential election.
0: Okay, go ahead. Play play the first couple of minutes of this uh, train wreck
3: of a press conference. Okay. Okay. Never done a press conference. I don't really know how they work. Feel free to jump in. And when I get nervous, I, I like make jokes, so I'm probably gonna like stumble and stuff. She's gonna happy? she's gonna make some comments, and then we'll do questions. Okay. I, so I sort of had a speech prepared, so let but her, let like my, my notes are by the wayside. It's all off the cuff. Look, <laughs> um, I'm not afraid of Donald Trump. He's a bully. I've dealt with older white guys trying to keep me down my whole life, my whole career. I'm a woman in a very male dominated field. Uh, (laughs) I love what I do. I love making people laugh more than anything in the world. And I have learned over the years that sometimes when you do stand up, and I've done it in a war zone and I've done it at Walter Reed hospital and I've done it at Carnegie hall. Sometimes people want, you know, a joke that's out there and a little crazy. So regarding the, image that i participated in right wait hold on that apology absolutely stands all right right, i'm pausing
0: okay i only have two hands yeah
3: you don't have to like cut to me
0: but no she says regarding the image that are that i participated in first of all this is a this is a woman with her photographer who intentionally created that image, okay? Just so you know. It's not like, oh, I participated in that. No, she intentionally helped create it with her photographer. That's all over the news. Yeah,
2: Carolyn so- understands. She understands the way things work. Trump because man, man is bad. I forget her exact... Uh, but- right.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, anyway, back to this?
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: feel horrible. I have performed in War Zones. The idea that this, you know, uh, made people think of this tragedy To have been touched by this tragedy is is horrifying and it's horrible. Uh, Trust me, if I could redo the whole thing, I would have had a blow-up doll and no ketchup. You know, I make mistakes. I'm an out-there comedian. I'm an in-your-face comedian. But I just wanted to say, you know, if you don't stand up, you get run over. And what's happening to me has never happened ever in the history of this great country, which is that a sitting president of the United States And his grown children and the first lady are personally, I feel personally, trying to ruin my life forever, forever. Pause. You guys know him. He's never going (laughs) to stop.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I can't help the fact that I'm a marriage and family therapist. I just can't. Okay. So this is the equivalent of somebody going, oh, my gosh, you know, let's cut off the president's head, you know, and, and now it's all his fault. You know, he's the one persecuting her because she's a woman, a white woman, a white older woman with lots of wrinkles for her age in a male dominated profession. Well, first of all, she's the one that chose the stupid profession that she's in. She doesn't have to like be in the profession. So blah, blah, blah on that one. Second of all, (laughs) this, this is this is classic people. This is what you call kind of sociopathic. Right. This is a person who pretends they're sorry when they're not, and then they play the victim and try to blame the person that they made fun of in the first place.
2: Made fun of?
0: Yeah. Narcissistic well, I, traits I, for sure.
2: I held an image of your decapitated head. I, I don't understand why you're being so mean to me. I've been so nice to you.
0: I know. And if, like I said, if it had been a conservative who did this with President Obama and, you know, hello –
2: Whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's go back to this pathetic, you know, thing just for a few more minutes. I don't know how far in we're in.
2: Uh, we're about two minutes
0: in. Okay. Let's go to like five minutes, and then we'll stop it. We'll stop the madness after that.
2: All right.
3: I know him. Let me let me talk to like a camera, like I'm talking to him, and I I might make a couple jokes because I'm I'm super nervous. Everyone's pointing to their camera. I'll just <laughs> this one, this one. All right. I'll sort of look in this direction. All right. So I know him. All right. So the Donald, it's me, the Kathy. And if you guys don't know this, if you meet him, he wants you to call him the Donald, which I've always thought was the weird. And I remember saying to him the first time, okay, I'm the Kathy, and that went right over his nest. (laughs) Okay, that was a joke about his hair. But I have seen eggs in it. Like, I think I've seen, allegedly, allegedly, I am teasing the president because this is America, and you shouldn't have to die for it. The death threats that I'm getting are constant, and they are detailed, and they are serious, and they are specific. Okay, pause. And today it's me. Right.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, let's cut to me or you or both of us. Cut to us.
2: (laughs) Oh, I just cut to you, but I can cut to us. Okay. There. It's us now.
0: Yay. I love him. Just us. He's so good looking.
2: Everybody. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Okay. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. Melanie, real quick, she the birthday girl said, you know, if Trump had held up a you know, image of her decapitated head, you know, how would that go over?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, And I forgot actually what it was that um, (laughs) I was going to say. I'm sorry. Do you remember what it was she said?
2: Uh, what point?
0: (laughs) Right after the beginning.
2: Well, she talked about. uh, Oh, the
0: death threats. That's what it was. Sorry, people. I, you know, death threats. Okay, look, I've covered, I've covered the homosexual lobby and the gay agenda for 12 years, at least, maybe longer. I cover liberals all the time. I know the liberals' argument probably better than most liberals do. And I actually have a case study I could share with you later if you're really interested. Quake. The point is, I know, sorry. Anyway, <clears throat> the point is that she's blabbing on about getting death threats. All right. So let's talk about Aaron and Melissa Klein, innocent bakers. They own their own little bakery, Sweet Cakes by Melissa. And a lesbian couple comes in. Oh, and they, they're not innocent. And they're they hateful They, they demand to have a cake with, you know, a wedding cake. And the clients say, no, I'm sorry, this is against our conscience, blah, blah, or whatever it was. And next thing you know, they're losing their company because the militant fascist lobby of the gay agenda, the the gay activists are out there. And not just gay activists, feminine activists who are pro borts. Everybody who's unhinged on the left have come, come after come after these Christians. And not right?
2: everybody on the left is unhinged. No, but I'm they're... just
0: saying those who are who are who are unhinged on right. the left.
2: Just wanted to clarify. So that.
0: the fascist, communist, commie, liberal movement that goes after Christians for simply having a conscience and saying, you know what, marriage is one man, one woman. And I have other story we're going to talk about later. They get this bully pulpit. You know, death threat stuff all the time for not doing anything as despicable and unbelievable that this Kathy woman just did. Now, what I'm not saying is that that's right. Nobody should be giving anybody any death threats. That's just stupid. Okay, I
2: agree. Well, I would. Okay? stupid I condemn far it.
0: I condemn it for all of us on the on the Christian fundamentalist evangelical right. Blah blah, whatever. That's wrong. Nobody should be getting death threats anywhere. I've gotten death threats. Hmm. Me, your like your sweet, lovable host. For exposing the gay agenda I've gotten them Now I'm bringing that up Because Kathy is one of the most vocal people Who, who, who actually supports the gay agenda And you're going to see this here In a few few minutes In this non-apology apology she's giving And placing blame on the president It's a press conference yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry It's a press conference Okay, go ahead
2: Yeah
3: Oh, it could be you So, yeah, I'm an obnoxious comedian I'm not the most famous person in the world. I'm just standing here with Lisa. I have an amazing First Amendment attorney, Alan Isaacman. If you're not familiar with his work, he won the landmark case, the People versus Larry Flint. I believe so passionately about this. If I don't stand up and say this, I'm afraid there's going to be some 12-year-old nerdy girl like me in Forest Park, Illinois, who's going to maybe be watching me to see what I do. And this bully and this president, of all people, is going to come after me? He picked the wrong redhead, and he's he's sort of he a redhead, was, although it's sort of like a parfait cup. Sometimes, I mean, there's like a red and then like a yellow, and I don't know. I think Melania does a lot of nice and easy. I don't know, but maybe she does it. The point. Is, I digress. So that's what I do, you guys. I improvise. I try jokes. My mouth is really dry because I'm so nervous. But I don't want this to happen to anyone else. I tour for a living. I love doing it. I perform everywhere people want me to laugh and honestly one night it's a performing arts center and the next night it's two shows in the potawatomi wisconsin casino and there's been a change a real shift change and you know starting maybe about obviously about 18 months ago where i fox news ain't got nothing on me although i think you should know my mother who thinks fox news is real is not speaking to me because she's in love with tucker carlson (laughs) so i'm even in trouble with my mother so don't worry everyone hates me i do i need water i'm gonna i'm probably shaking and I'm afraid I'm going to get that under boob sweat, which is really the bad one. <laughs> that was not appropriate, right? That wasn't appropriate. Okay, so I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm not good at being appropriate. I only know how to do comedy one way. It's in-your-face comedy. I keep it real. I, I, I'm going to make fun of the president. And you know what? I'm going to make fun of him more now. More. So I'm not going to threaten him. I have no desire to harm him or anyone. I would never want to harm anybody. But, you know, I've made fun of W. I made fun of Clinton. Oh, God, remember the Monica dress days? Those were the days. You could make dress jokes all day long, and nobody tried to kill you. You shouldn't have to die for this. I'm under a Secret Service investigation. And the first family did not come after you with any of the other presidents. You know, it is yes. so unpresidential. Uh, and I, I, get I, I get what I am. Okay,
1: there's, there's, there's a big difference.
3: It. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. The big difference is she held up a bloody picture of Donald Trump be decapitated people. <laughs> right.
2: there's, there's a difference about making jokes about a, a dress stained with uh, body fluids, you know, fluid, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, and then pretending to hold someone's decapitated head, I mean those are worlds apart um, you know on this yeah the the uh, and i I have nothing against Kathy Griffin i'm like I say, I'm not a fan of this president She's I'm pathetic.
0: just I I'm mean, just
2: looking at if you know, it was even if if it was one celebrity about another celebrity, if it had nothing to do with politics, left or right, if one celebrity you know held up uh you know, feigned a decapitated head of another celebrity. This isn't this isn't the uh, roasts. You know, Dean Martin roasts going back back to the 70s and the way the uh, celebrities roasted each other even presidents. Then I mean, some of them were a little off color, but nothing had to do with really dismemberment especially decapitation i mean there's nothing like that this is this is kind of i think this is beyond comedy for anybody left right middle up down anybody sane right and so the idea that Oh, I pretended to decapitate someone, and now they're mad. I'm being persecuted. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the good news in all this, okay? There is good news. Remember, we started the show with that.
2: Yeah, let's the go The good, news, some good okay, news. Okay,
0: the good news, even Wikipedia, which liberals like own and, you know, manipulate against conservatives. I know this personally. Um, yeah. They have this on their Wikipedia page. I'm just going to read it. It says, Griffin was widely criticized for a photo she posted on Instagram of her holding a model of the bloody, decapitated head of Donald Trump. She was dropped by Squatty Potty as a result of her post. She gave a public <laughs> wait a minute. I just gotta say, she was the face of Squatty Potty,
2: or at least a spokesperson for. I mean, I think know. about that just
0: for a second. For now the... that's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Hey, I've been thinking about getting some was... someday. No, so. but
0: think about what she's promoting—poop. You know, a Squatty Potty. Where you anyway? That's funny. Now that is funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> pooping, pooping efficiency. Come on, get it right. It's not dog pooping. It's oh my pooping God. efficiency. All
0: right. So anyway, okay. So she was dropped by Squawtifa uh, as a result of her post. She gave a public apology, kind of, on social media for the photo, saying that she went too far, and adding, "I beg, I beg for your forgiveness." On May 31st, that was a couple of days ago. CNN fired her. From its New Year's Eve broadcast with Anderson Cooper, who is an open homosexual, by the way, just so you know, CNN said in a statement prior to announcing her termination, quote, we found what she did disgusting and offensive. We are pleased to see that she has apologized and asked that the photos be taken down, unquote. Cooper said, for the record, I am appalled by the photo shoot Kathy Griffin took part in. It is clearly disgusting and completely inappropriate. A performance scheduled in July at the Route, 6, or Route, is it Route, or Route 66 Casino Hotel in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was canceled in response to the controversy. And, surprisingly, Democratic Senator Al Franken, who also is not very funny, this invited Griffin from a promotional event for his upcoming book after previously saying he would still have the event with her despite the photograph. So, even Al Franken, who's not Mr. Funny, Stuart Smalley, anyway... <laughs> How he even became a senator is a joke on us, but whatever. So she has paid for this a little bit, but you know what? This is what's going to happen ultimately. Ultimately, you know, later on in this press conference, she claims that she's like being used as the shiny object in order to deter people from looking at Donald Trump and what he's really doing. That's evil, just so you know. Um, <laughs> but what's going to happen is she'll go underground for a while, just you know, be like a groundhog for a while, and then she'll come back, and nobody will remember it, or they'll go, they'll forgive her, because that's what Hollywood does. They do that, you know, and and who cares? Blah 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 blah. You know, I mean, she's a sixty, a fifty-six year old woman who looks at least sixty, in my opinion. She needs better hair dye, in my opinion, and makeup. But whatever, bygones on that. It's hey, fantastic. that's like... What? Back... Just saying. I mean, she would insult me, I'm sure. So many clowns, on enough circus. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, she'll be back. Don't worry. She's survived this long in Hollywood. Look at Rosie O'Donnell, okay? Our political yeah. and cultural climate is too... It's too volatile for gestures of this state. That's, that's true. Uh, right.
2: I mean, we look, you know, I watched the uh, <sighs> the election cycle unfold on Facebook. And whereas in years past, we could have spirited discussion, you know, from both sides of the aisle, so to speak. You know, I, the vitriol coming from right and left about, you know, I have to disown you as a human being now because you support this candidate or that candidate. And, and uh, yeah, there was, like, you should die kind of thing coming from the electorate. I'm like, get a grip, people. I know. I mean, we're talking who's gonna be the, the figurehead of the United States for the next four years, maybe eight if we're unlucky. Um you know, this too shall pass. And yeah, just the I don't know, it was a Facebook invention that you know, to stir up that kind of um uh, Uh, What's destabilization among society? I don't know. And then this comes out of it. It's just like,
0: well, good
2: night, people. But
0: the good news, see, there's still good news.
2: Always. The good
0: news is that even the left thinks this is a little bit too far, which actually tells you something, right? Now, we're in the end of days where in the Bible it says that in the end of days, people will be lovers of themselves, boasters, vile, blah, blah, et cetera, all that stuff, right? right. Every list of – okay.
2: She mentioned the landmark case, Larry Flint versus the people. Oh, that was a landmark case for pornography. To, right. to say there's really no such thing as indecency or anything like that, That's it's free speech. Right, just like the founders intended, you know.
0: But see, there free is free
2: speech means you can say anything about anybody at any time.
0: But the good news is, is that they drew a line, right? She's playing the victim, blah blah blah. But whatever, who cares? You know what? They they actually drew a line, and that is good news, because that what that tells me is that even the far left wackos out there, uh, bygones on that part, um, <laughs> actually have a little bit of morality. But if you think about it, you know, if we were going to live under relativism, firmly planted in midair, you know, then that this shouldn't even be in the media. Nobody should be outraged. But the truth is, is that we were founded on biblical Christian principles in America. We do have a First Amendment right to free speech, but not to threaten the president. And that's really the issue here. It's not Donald as a citizen. It's Donald Trump as the president of our country. That's the issue. That's why I said in the beginning if this was President Obama that somebody else did, there would have been hell to pay. And and the, the, the point about the her Donald Trump's child, Barron, okay, Barron is is I think he's autistic. And um, you know, that's not cool. It's not it's not cool. I mean, she even said that too. So I mean yeah. Anyway. So that's all the time I wanna give this woman. So but we have other news, but we should thank our sponsors too. Indeed. Because in our other news, there's actually an article titled, Both Sharia Law and the Bible Are Out of Touch with the Times. I got to read you that because you're going um, <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. And then this other one, Margaret Court is Wrong in Her Reading of the Bible. This is an interesting article, too. So, yeah. All right. So, our sponsors, uh this is the last Friday that we're offering the prayerful planner. So, those of you out there who are interested in getting this uh, prayerful planner, it's a uh, it's a really nice notebook that actually is a daily planner and a prayer journal combined in one thing. It's actually really, very cool. Um, <clears throat> you can go to prayerfulplanner.com, and you can use the coupon code BIBLENEWS and save 15% off. Not only that, you can get the, the pens, too. There's pens in there, so that coupon code is good for anything in the store, which is the pens in the planner. So if you do that, then, uh, then that would be awesome. Let me know, too. Tweet me and let me know if you did. I actually haven't had anybody tweet me yet, so... <laughs> Be the first. Let me know you got one. Uh, And then also Ariel Ministries helps to sponsor the show as well. Um, You can go to ariel.org and save 20% when you use the coupon code BibleNews. That's right. Over there. Go to ariel.org. And uh, we will be highlighting a couple of new products hopefully in the future. I still need to talk to the office, but they are wonderful. And their stuff is solid biblically. And um, they have lots of stuff. They got MP3s there. They got books. They got e-books. They got Kindle books. They got videos, DVDs, hardback books, paper books. What would you say? Nothing. I don't know. What? what? Never mind. Were you correcting my English? Something like that. I knew it. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Bygones. Bygones. Okay. All right. And then praying Jesus night. Well, no, wait. Camp Shoshana.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you should pray in Jesus' name. That's what.
0: Well, we're going to do pray in Jesus' name after camp. Camp, 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 camp Shoshana. If you guys are in New York and you want to go to Camp Shoshana, it's, uh, it's in the Adirondack Mountains. I love saying Adirondack because it took me forever to learn how to say it, and I do it well, I think. Anyway, the program of Messianic Jewish Studies is from July 8th through August 19th. You guys can check that out. And you can learn more if you go to ariel.org. By the way, you should also sign up for their email list because they give sales during that too. But ours is a constant sale. That's right. It is a, I know, isn't it, Kimberly? It's a totally cool word. And given my tongue issues and sometimes how I can't talk well, you know, just saying. <laughs> I do the best I can. Also, prayinjesusname.org. You can go there. You can sign up for Dr. Gordon James Klingenschmidt. Email or Insider Alerts—that's what he calls them—where he actually talks about issues just like this that we've been talking about. And also, uh, also you can listen to his show here on our podcast. If you're not a part or a subscriber to our podcast, by the way, go to BibleNewsRadio.com and subscribe to it because um, then you'll get to hear um, you'll get to hear P. I. J. N. News on the weekend. And also, you can fax Congress. Go to faxcongress.com. Tell Congress what you think. In fact, you can write them and tell them what you think about Kathy. If you feel like it, you can actually write your own fax, your own thing. You don't even have to sign the petitions that are over there. You can do your own, and then you can get on Periscope and promote it and have people sign it because you can, because you have the power, people. We are the people. We are the world. We are the world's children. We're not God's children, not all of us. You can only be God's child (laughs) if you receive Jesus. Read John chapter 1, verse 12. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then, lastly, but certainly not least, if you enjoy our show and want to become a pillar of the community, then please donate to us at least once a month, a minimum of $25 a month. And you can join our Pillar of the Community Club over there at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give, or you can just donate anytime you want otherwise. And we do accept credit cards, PayPal. You can you can set up an automatic donation through your checking account, or you can send cash in the mail if you want to wrap it up in a big envelope with rubber bands. That's cool, too. Even if you want to send me all your coins, feel free. I have no problem taking your money. <laughs> So, Though thanks. I
2: suspect the postage for those coins would exceed <laughs> the value of the coins.
0: It'll be, it'll be good. But seriously, no, we 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 set a minimum of twenty five dollars just because that's what it cost me and Randall to go out to dinner. And you know, I think over close to one hundred and fifty hours a uh, a month that I put in doing this show for you guys, I think it's worth twenty five bucks one dinner a month. That's all it is, or more. Some of you guys give us more. I appreciate that. But become a pillar of the community, hold us up. And um, not only that, you can keep praying for us, too, because obviously I need all the prayer I can get, just so you know. All right. Do you have any announcements or anything?
2: Uh, me? No. No announcements. Okay. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> was I supposed to?
0: No, I was just curious.
2: Okay. Well, I think we're...
0: Are we getting close to 8 million hearts? We are about 4,000 hearts away from 8 million. So if within the hour we hit 8 million, million, we're going to go ahead and give you a coupon... uh, Not a coupon code. uh, A code to tweet out. And we'll we'll draw a gift card from Amazon.com. One of you guys will win that as a way of me saying thank you for being such great, faithful supporters of Bible News Radio here on Periscope. So... Yes. Wait a minute. Uh, Yeah.
2: There's more news.
0: There is. Okay. All right. So this story is titled, Both Sharia Law and the Bible Out of Touch with the Times, uh, by Warren D. Tokterman. It was written about 13 hours ago, according to this thing. In his May 3rd guest opinion, Woody Zimmerman wrote that there's no comparison between Christianity and Sharia law. I disagree and believe there is a comparison and a common thread. Uh I respect and admire a man willing to stand up for what he believes in, even if it may seem irrational or silly to others. I actually envy him because he seems to have a certain something that appears to give him comfort. Good for him. Now imagine that as much or as hard as he believes in his God, his method of reverence, his religion, imagine another person... An inherent who similarly believes in his or her deity with the same conviction, possibly even a faith certain, that it is the one and true religion and that the fealty of the deity merits whatever cultural, behavioral, and lifestyle practices, even murder and cruelty, dictated by interpreters of that religion's sacred text. In this case, I suppose that would be the Bible. Okay. However, let us not forget a few of the other things the Bible says about living within the confines of Christianity. Quote, I permit no women to teach or have authority over men. She is to keep silent. Timothy, uh, it doesn't even give what Timothy. I think it's like 1 Timothy 2.11. Okay, wait, let's hold on.
2: take that out of context. Wait, hold
0: on just a second. Okay, so I love this verse because over the years, I've done this 12 years, right? I've only been on Periscope a couple, but I've done a podcast for 12 years. And in that time, I can tell you the only... Well, let me put it, I get a lot of nice email from people, but the stupid email I get often quotes that verse to me, right? <laughs> and, and and I always laugh because I, because there's always a guy that does it, right? I mean, they're always writing me, telling me, uh, the Bible says a woman can't teach or have authority over a man. She is to keep silent. You need to shut your face, Stacey Harp. I mean, I've been told off by Christians in in email with this verse. Just so you know, I didn't like really listen to them or anything because I'm still here. (laughs) I always go, am I in church? Is this podcast the church? I'm just saying, you know, I have a free speech to do my own podcast, don't I? You're a guy. You can always click off. You don't have to listen to me. Just saying. Anyway, this goes on to say regarding the Bible quotes in bibles okay here it is happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones psalm 137 9 and if a man beats his male or female servant with a rod so that he dies under his hand he shall surely be punished notwithstanding if he remains alive a day or two he shall not be punished for he is his property exodus 21 verses 20 and 21 but if the thing is true and evidences of virginity are not found for the young woman, then they shall bring out the young woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death with stones, because she has done a disgraceful thing in Israel to play the harlot in her father's house. So you shall put away the evil from among you. Deuteronomy 20, 22:20 and 21. Now, some of these, quote, rules, unquote, sound very harsh to modern ears, killing young women, owning slaves, and beating them mercilessly with the blessing of a sacred text. Yes, these are not rules that he is likely to follow lest he ends up in jail or on death row. Let us just agree that the text of the Bible is out of touch with the times and that Zimmerman and his fellow Christians, at least in the United States, do not follow those particular parables or rules. Uh, We have progressed from owning slaves and killing young women, and there is not a religious person I know who advocates the return to such harsh proscriptions, but there are some pretty weird modern interpretations of biblical teachings. Consider Westboro Baptist Church, a Christian church, which is known for its hate speech, especially against the LGBT people, Catholics, Orthodox Christians, Muslims, Jews, American soldiers, and politicians. Suppose that they were in the majority and in charge. What would the United States look like ruled by those insane interpreters of sacred texts? That is why fundamental Christianity poses a greater danger to the United States than Islam. It is already here, and its adherents are already calling for legalization to enforce its religious interpretations such as abortion and anti-gay teachings. The rights Americans have fought for and earned over hundreds of years are at risk from religious zealots, those who would impose their own morality on others. (laughs) We should all want no part of that, and that is why democratic government must be secular to accommodate all faiths and all beliefs within the confines of consensual laws and shared morality. Otherwise, we'll get fundamentally crazy approaches to law, society, and culture based upon someone else's sacred book. Nobody wants that, right?
2: (laughs) Except and for the writer of the, um, who, of the letter.
0: Who is an attorney. According to the byline, this knucklehead is an attorney.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Is this the most pathetic, stupid article I've ever read on Bible News Radio or what? Do you have any comments on this? Did well, you notice that he didn't mention Sharia law right. or Islam? It was just Christianity he beat up on.
2: Yeah, it is extreme that uh, Christianity poses a greater danger to the United ben, States than Islam. Ben you is know, long. 'cause because after all, you know, we wouldn't want any crazy interpreters of Islam throwing homosexuals off of buildings, hanging them, burning people alive, beheading people left and right. You know, that's that would be more tolerable. That's not as much a danger as as the the Phelps family calling themselves the Westboro Baptist Church, and they're really kind of a family. Uh, you know, picketing at places, you know, you know, picketing, that's, that's a real danger. I agree that they're unhinged, but, you know, picketing in the United States poses much more of a danger than beheadings and hangings and, and, and setting people on fire for sure.
0: Yeah, they are a family cult. They they are a family cult. And, you know, I actually heard that in the end, uh, Fred actually kind of, sort of maybe kind of repented of his, Stupid, idiotic uh, mm-hmm. hatred, you know, and all the dumb things that they did. And, you know, what's interesting about Westboro is that the whole family is lawyers.
2: Yeah, that's another thing. You Unhinged
0: know. lawyers. That's what we need to watch out for, people. <laughs> Unhinged lawyers.
2: Yeah, we don't want anybody, you know, God. we don't want anybody forcing their morality on the rest of us. I wonder if this, our, this attorney ever argues in court and brings up law and precedents. And stuff like that, and rulings of of former trials and judges and courts that are hmm i think uh imposing some else someone else's morality anyway it's just the it's the it's the myth of moral neutrality uh i can you know he's entitled to his uh you know bigotry against religion of all sorts, and that's you know kind of a religion of his own. Um, you know, but it's just—it just—I think it's funny to hear people champion moral neutrality as if it actually existed.
0: Well, um, what I find interesting, thinking caps on people, just for a moment. Okay, so he—he he takes out verses from the Bible. He pulls uh, them out of context to make his lame case, which is—I mean—he's an attorney; he should know better. Okay, uh, no, so, that's, that's that's. Okay. That
2: explains his skill to pull things out of context and how, to make his argument.
0: How many? How many of you would take, like, I don't know, a regular newspaper, like say the New York Times? You get the newspaper there. You would read it, and then take one sentence out that you don't like. Take that out of context, and then you would go ahead and and I don't know. How many of you remember the TV guide of old? Remember that there actually used to be a TV guide way back in the olden days when we were all young and had, had browner hair. So, or I was going to say in some case actually had hair, Pastor Pete, you know, just as an example, you know, so remember way back in the olden days when TV guides actually existed. So what if you actually got the TV guide, right? And you took something out of there, you know, out of context and decided that you were going to write a hit piece against the TV guide, you know, because you didn't like the fact that chips happened to be on Friday night and Ponch and John or whatever his name was, you know, they were wearing those tight outfits on motorcycles and they were absolutely biased against that. And then the love boat came on, by the way, I've had captain stooping on our show before Gavin McLeod, nice guy. Um, But you know, Dallas, you remember Dallas people? Do you know that June hunt who is the host of Hope for the Heart and Hope in the Night. She's a Christian broadcaster. Do you know that the TV show Dallas is actually based on her nutty family? True story. <laughs> Absolute true story. Anyway, yeah. I mean, pulling stuff out of context is stupid. You know, I could look at my bottle here of turmeric curcumin with bioperine right now. And I could read the label and pull it completely out of context if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Just saying. By the way, you guys should use this if you don't. It's really good for you. It's good for inflammation, pain, and it works better than anything that you would ever take for that, just so you know. And also, it supports joint and heart heart health, supports brain function. And (laughs) it would be awesome if this was a paid sponsorship, but it's not. (laughs) But you should get some today. Go get it. All right. Anyway, one last article and we're almost at 8 million hearts, people. So we're getting close. Thank you for those hearts, people. All right. So here's the thing. Margaret Court is wrong in her reading of the Bible. So this is over on smh.com.au. So this is an Australian paper. I love Australia. Been there once. It says here, Margaret Court is wrong to claim marriage is, quote, a union between a man and a woman as stated in the Bible, unquote. As she did in her open... It's only
2: in the Bible, by the way. Yeah. It has no other historical precedent. All
0: right. As, As she did in her open letter to Qantas, or that, quote, a biblical view, unquote, of marriages between one man and one woman, as she did on Channel 10's The Project, Last week, she is even more wrong to suggest she's being persecuted for her views. Here's why: reading the Bible to determine the shape of contemporary marriage is not an easy task. It is an ancient collection of 66 books written in three different languages—Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic—spanning over 1,000 years of human history. Actually, it's longer than that.
2: Well it's over 1,000. Yeah,
0: well, over. Okay, whatever. Much of the Bible was written 2,500 years ago when family life was very different. I wonder if you guys know where this is going. This is interesting. In the Hebrew scriptures, Abraham fathered children with his concubine as well as with his wife. And Moses likely had two wives, one of them who is presented as problematic because she was a foreigner. Famous biblical kings like David and Solomon had entire palaces full of often dubiously acquired wives and concubines that served as symbols of their power and status. The reality is families in the Bible reflect the patriarchal structures of their period. Women were considered commodities to be married off for political alliances, economic reasons, or to keep families connected. They had no autonomy to choose their partners. Polygamy was common, as was the use of slaves as sexual concubines. I don't hear anyone advocating a, quote, biblical view, unquote, Mm -hmm. of marriage, suggesting we return to those particular scenarios. Should we address this now, or should I just finish watching, reading well, the rest of this? Well, why don't
2: we address it now? Okay, go ahead. Well, because <laughs> just because the Bible records something does not advocate it. You know, it, it's it's a book of history. No, it's a book of fairy tales. It's of, <laughs> no, it, it's a book of history. Even non-believing archaeologists will tell you that it's a book of history. And it records human life and yes, it was quite common. It was a patriarchal structure. It was at that time for kings to have multiple wives and concubines and um
0: But the question kings that,
2: in Israel as well as kings in other nations. What, you read after, you, you know, and, and you
0: know what Janet Partial always says about this? She always says, and how did it work out for them?
2: Exactly. It didn't. Yeah.
0: And where in the New Testament is this advocated, okay? It's not, just so you know. Yeah. Marriage is a man and woman. It's advocated in the, it's actually advocated in the Old Testament, even, but it's also more advocated in the New Testament. Yeah,
2: even the Old Testament, you know. Right. God warns. He didn't want Yisrael yes, to have kings in the first place, but they insist on having a king. A it's tall a, one. It says, okay. Really tall. You can have it. what's going to happen. <sighs>
0: really but tall.
2: since you're going to have one, the king shall not take himself. Many, many wives shall not acquire much gold. Shall not have many horses. And Solomon just went to the nth degree and all of that, like 300 wives, 900 <laughs> concubines, or some crazy thing, whole bunch of horses, whole bunch of gold, whatever, and and not, hey,
0: We're getting a boom shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> it's so true.
2: You know, and not after long. Well, you know, the kingdom divided after his reign, and and just right. everything went downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. How did it work out for them? Just because it's recorded in the scripture doesn't mean that that's. It's blessed by God, so... Right, okay. Anyway, it's just so, crazy how these people want this, this, to pull okay. stuff up.
0: All right, continuing in this, this fascinating article. In the New Testament, Jesus said nothing about homosexual relationships or marriage, except... true. true. Except that people should not divorce. Okay, so, well... Continue reading. Right. This teaching is widely ignored by many Christian denominations today. Most likely Jesus's concern in speaking against divorce was for the vulnerable place in which it left women, given that they could not usually earn their own money or inherit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know who the idiot is who wrote this, but I'm seriously like we know. It was women, just so you know, who funded Jesus's ministry more than anybody. Like they wore purple and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say who, Lydia, people.
2: you know, from Thyatira, you know, destitute woman uh, owning a business. of. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's return. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, wait. I had to read the next page. Uh, most prolific writer Paul thinks celibacy is preferable for a Christian. When Paul writes, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3.28. He presents an ideology profoundly disruptive of patriarchal family structures, gender roles, and hierarchy. Hmm. <laughs> This kind of Christian teaching led, if anything, to a breakdown of traditional marriage structures in ancient terms. For example, the option to remain celibate and live in communities such as a nunnery or monastery was a radical, attractive, and liberating alternative to arranged marriage for women in earliest Christianity. Jesus' own mother, who is an example of faith in the church's tradition, appears to have left her husband and other children at home to follow her itinerant son.
1: Not that's all, a stretch.
0: Yeah, I, you think you think that's a stretch? Okay. Not all opinions are of equal weight. While Margaret Court remains one of the most phenomenal sportswomen in Australian history, this does not qualify her as a spokesperson for Christianity on marriage equality. <laughs> nor does being a self-appointed leader of the church she created. Okay, wait. So the knucklehead who wrote this article—they're self-appointed. Person, really? Yeah. Okay, well,
2: she's got no authority to speak on this, uh, but, but I have every authority to speak is, against her. is the
0: knucklehead that wrote this? Robin Whitaker. This is a woman, apparently. Okay, or, so,
2: not necessarily.
0: Well, it's spelled with a Y, so it probably is. Okay, and okay. indeed, if court applied the literalism with which she reads Genesis to the whole of the Bible, she'd find herself in hot water. Since Second Timothy two, First Timothy. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. First uh-huh. Timothy two. 12 explicitly forbids women teaching or having any authority over men. This kind of culturally bound ideology is precisely why biblical scholars and mainstream Christian churches do not adhere to a literal interpretation of this ancient and diverse text. I'm sorry, but I do. I think the Bible should be taken literally. Pretty much everywhere it's intended to be taken literally, with the exception of the places where it's very clear it's a parable or shouldn't be taken literally, which it's usually clear in those instances. You know what I'm saying? So to criticize and expect the higher level of discourse from a public figure is not bullying nor persecution. Court willingly put herself into the public space by writing an open letter to Qantas. She could have lodged her complaint privately with the company if she wished to remain free of public comment. Called traditional arrangement of the nuclear family. You can find that model in the Bible. I think this got mixed yeah, up.
2: Yeah, is, there is nothing inherently Christian about the so-called traditional arrangement of the nuclear oh, family.
0: Okay, it mess, It didn't print it up on the top.
2: I don't know, I just not read off the screen.
0: Because I didn't want to. Okay. Do you want to read the rest? Go ahead, you can uh, read it.
2: Sure, my that eyes wasn't just, a criticism. No, my I just, eyes are I just a know that printing of. it out can be problematic. Anyway, you can find that the model in the Bible, you can find that model in the Bible if you See look for it. See how easy it
0: is for him to read now?
2: But it is not the dominant view. <laughs> nor does the Bible condemn what we understand to be loving, mutual, LGBTQI relationships today. Yep, okay. There is nothing like the contemporary concept of sexual orientation in the biblical text uh, Right. Well, I don't know. Uh, where the Bible does appear to condemn homosexual acts, it appears to, acts contain, it condemns same-sex acts that are rape, adulterous, or represent imbalanced power dynamics, such as an elite male with a youth. Interestingly, these same power dynamics are not critiqued when an elite male takes a young woman as a sexual concubine a sobering reminder of the patriarchal worldview that lies behind the text and ancient fears mm. about penetration and masculinity. Mm. Concepts of family and marriage have evolved and changed throughout human history, including within the church. Modern Christian families can be made up of gay couples, straight couples, single people in community, childless adults, foster parents, step-parents, grandparents, and biological parents. It is their fate that makes them Christian not their family structure, nor sexuality. Many Christians are not represented by the views we've recently heard from Margaret Court, No, those espoused by the so-called Australian Christian lobby. In fact, quite the opposite. Christian values of love, justice, and inclusion found throughout the Bible are why so many Christians support marriage equality.
0: Which is why those Christians are biblically illiterate. They have no common sense when it comes to reading the Bible because the Bible doesn't support, quote, marriage equality, just so you know. Sorry, I said that in a, kind of a snarky Well, But, those, but those
2: things it's, are outdated. We only need, you know, the only things that are applicable <laughs> from the scripture today are those things that we like.
0: Okay, you know what? I have a confession to make. Does somebody want to hear my confession? Put a, put a one if you want to hear me confess something. Because seriously, I'm going to openly confess something right now. As soon as you put a one and you make me want to, okay? <laughs> I see, yeah. You guys think I'm going to confess something bad, don't you? <laughs> All right, I'm going to confess something. You see Bareface over there? Well, I guess you don't now because he took himself off screen, but whatever. He'll put himself back on. All right, okay. So, I've been married to Bareface now for almost 25 long years. Long.
1: Long.
0: Very long years. Or actually, he's been married to me for that long. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it works both ways. Okay. Here's the thing. Bareface and me were both virgins when we got married. <gasps> stop. I know. Stop the madness. Okay? Stop. No, nope, but here's the thing. What's wrong with you? Yes. Really? Oh my gosh, this is one of these things that people don't want to talk about in the church—the fact that there are actually some people who actually wait to have sex until they're actually married.
2: My goodness,
0: <gasps> I know, right? So I'm telling you, he was the first naked man I actually saw, you know, and stuff and touched. Anyway, PMI. Here's the thing, though. My other my other confession here is just so you know. <clears throat> Great. I don't. What I don't have. I I, just because... so you know. Randall does not have a sexually transmitted so disease, just so you know, okay? And I don't have an STD either, just so you know. Mhm. I'm very proud of that. And the only reason I'm saying this is look, I used to practice marriage and family therapy, and I can tell you unequivocally that everybody that I counseled for the most part did have an STD and or they they kind of messed up in the beginning, and I don't judge anybody, especially if you're were an unbeliever or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't judge that, but see what people like this knucklehead who wrote that article don't get is that when you actually do it God's way, you are blessed. You know what I'm saying? Just so you know, I don't got the memories from numerous men, blah, blah, blah. Now, now if you think for a minute, just for a whole second, if you actually think, that I was raised with a mother or a father who advocated that I not sleep around just so you know, I I wasn't. My mom was a loose lady. Let's put it that way. I could say something else, but I won't. She was my mom. She's dead now. She was, she actually told me, and this is not a lie. She told me on my prom date that I should be like going out and being with the guy. True story. Okay. She also told me I should try before I buy quote unquote. I'm like, uh, no, (laughs) She did, though. I can tell you that, you know, I mean, she totally did. Um, And how did that work for her three marriages then? Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Eight million. Okay, guys. Good. We're going to go ahead and give you this. So, so here's the thing. Now I will share that I was also sexually abused as a child. Okay. So unfortunately the devil went after me that way and it was the devil. It wasn't God. You know, and so unfortunately, I did have to overcome some sexual issues, but it wasn't because of my sin. It was because of being sinned against, you know, and, you know, I'm just saying that when you do stuff God's way, you do it right. You know, God will God will bless it. Randall wasn't raised in a godly home either. You know, between his parents and my parents, there's 12 marriages, people and divorces that went along with those marriages. Okay. We are a testimony of God's faithfulness when you do it right. And what these people who are always arguing against, you know, marriage the way God made it is that, you know, you can't wait. You can't have self-control. It's like, what? You know what? Hey, I'm just telling you, (laughs) if you're a young person, wait. Don't be stupid. I can tell you, number one, As a therapist that saw people that every woman I ever saw and talked to regretted it, okay? That's the true story. Number two, I can tell you if you do it, you get pregnant outside of wedlock, guess what? You're going to end up raising that kid by yourself. You're going to be poor unless something miraculous happens. That's what the research shows, all right? So don't be stupid. Just do what God tells you to do, and you'll be good, all right? All right, just saying. All right, I could go on, on and on, but then I will feel like I'm a middle-aged woman telling you what to do, and I don't want to do that. But I do want to say thank you for 8 million hearts, people. All right, so here's what you need to tweet out. All right, so I want you to tweet out uh, this. I'm going to give away one $15 Amazon gift card to one person. All right, so I want you to tweet out. Um, I should go ahead and put this up so you guys can see it. Because those of you on the podcast don't care. Because, sorry people on the podcast, you really should care. You should be listening to this live. Okay, so I want you to tweet out hashtag BNR8M, which stands for 8 million. Okay? So tweet that out, and then in a few minutes we'll go ahead and pick a winner. You'll get a $15 Amazon gift card from me. And you can be anywhere in the world. As long as you have an email, I can email it to you.
2: Okay, I've got that up now. You can.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Do you want to comment anywhere? So, see, there you go. I just told my son that God is cool enough to bless him with a virgin life. There you go. You know what? That's the way it should be. You know what? And and it should, it should be that way. Just saying it should be. All right. Yeah. Uh,
2: indeed. You know, all these, uh, in the two articles we looked at that uh, took, Verses out of context and say, "Hey, this is a biblical worldview." Uh, it's not the biblical worldview just because things are recorded in there. You know, they it would have been more intellectually honest to include the consequences recorded for the things uh, put in there. You know, one of my favorites is, "Oh, the Bible of violence." You know, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, it's all about revenge. It's like uh, no, exactly the opposite. Uh, the Mosaic Law there was introduced in a culture that still
0: uh, yep, that's pre- right.
2: often prevails in, in Middle East cultures where, uh, you know, an eye, not an eye, you took out my eye, I have, to, I have to destroy your village now. You dishonored my sister. I have to kill all your family now. You know, this this disproportionate. And God says, you know, I'd rather not you have revenge. You know, vengeance is mine. I will pay, says the Lord. But here's this limitation, an eye for an eye, you know, tooth for a tooth, not this disproportionate. And that was radical uh, in the Middle East at that time. <laughs> I don't get how men... Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't get that all.
0: Well, he, but, he he was just saying he doesn't understand how men with men isn't a description of homosexual behavior. It actually is a description of homosexual Oh, yeah, it's,
2: it's a pretty... It's pretty clear in the scripture that, you know, the, the biblical view is...
0: You guys should tag Bible News Radio in your tweet.
2: Any sexual activity... If you don't mind. <laughs> any sexual activity outside of one man and one woman uh, committed for life, that's that's the biblical standard. You know, anything outside of that is is outside of God's will. Things do happen, yes. Uh, Moses granted you know certificate of divorce and that carries on to the the new testament jesus said well you know that's not god's design but there are you know um infidelity his grounds for a divorce paul talks about if an unbeliever departs is not willing to live with a um
0: i want you to tweet bnram hashtag you got to use the hashtag though because that's what the tweet draw does it's right there in the banner if you guys see it, the banner there.
2: Covering up my name.
0: Covering up Bareface's name. If you tweet at Bible News Radio and then that hashtag BNR8M, because we just passed 8 million hearts, you'll be entered to win a, a $15 Amazon gift card from me, well, your sweet and lovable host. Anyway. Hi, Andrea.
2: For those of us who been, have been been around for oh, a long good time.
0: Idea. Yeah, thanks. See, Melanie, the birthday girl, she, she knows what to do. Yeah, yeah, just retweet the show and then add that BNR.
2: A. M. Yeah, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave this broadcast. Just hit the little ellipsis there. If on at least on Android, it's an ellipsis, and that brings up the place to retweet the show, and then you can put that okay. uh, hashtag on there.
3: So I were I
0: were waiting for that. Uh, Jeff actually sent us a, a a link to another article. Okay. Uh, Muslims take over New York Street, start praying in front of Trump Tower for Ramadan. By the way, let me just tell you a little bit about Ramadan. Ramadan is the time of the year when Muslims are making their holy uh, pilgrimage to Mecca as part of their acts of adoration to Allah, basically. And, Another kind of pillar. Right. Pillars of Islam. Well, yeah. and, the, and the thing pilgrimage here Mecca. is that during Ramadan, more Christians get murdered than you would even think. Okay, just so you know, they get killed and slaughtered by those adherents of Islam who are actually obeying Sharia law. Um, So we need to be praying for the persecuted church, especially during Ramadan, because Christian persecution increases during Ramadan. That's a better way of putting it. Uh, It says here, New York, uh, Muslims continued on with their civilization jihad as they took over the street in front of Trump Tower during Iftar or breaking their Ramadan fast. There is no reason for this other than Muslims letting the infidels know that they they hear and working on their Islamic takeover that they didn't that I think there should be a word in there. That they are here working on their Islamic takeover. And it is true, by the way. Uh and on Tuesday, Kamal Salim Kamal Salim that's really hard for me to say. Kamal is gonna be back talking about this, okay? If you guys want to see a great interview with a former Muslim terrorist, this is the guy to watch on Tuesday when you come back. It says here, of course Hamas linked Linda Saar Sauer was also there spewing more lies about her intentions as a Muslim activist. She claims Trump is full of hatred and divisiveness, which, of course, is untrue. The real hate and divisiveness comes from Islam, and Sarsour so knows it. It's true here. Muslim countries are the most bigoted places on Earth. Several Muslim countries don't even allow Israeli Jews to enter, yet Sar Sauer acts like a victim. Saudi Arabia prohib- prohibits—uh-oh— <laughs> The page is refreshing all of a sudden. Right, hold on, a minute. I gotta wait for it to, to reload. <laughs> this is why I print stuff up. Yeah, here it is. Okay, Saudi Saudi Arabia prohibits Christian churches and Jewish synagogues from being built. So save us the crocodile tears, Sar sour. This is sad. Okay, and then there's a video. I sent you the link. You could play you could play the video if you want.
2: You sent the link to me?
0: Yeah, on Facebook.
2: I'll have to get into Messenger and find it.
0: Uh, Yep.
2: If we have time, we're like a minute away from our
0: normal. Quarter after, that's right. Okay. Well, don't worry about it then. If you guys want to see it, I'll just tweet it out. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just tweet the video right now over on Bible News Radio. Okay, let me go ahead and do the drawing for our... For our uh, winner of the $15 Amazon gift card, let's see here. Um, I gotta bring up Tweet Draw or Competition Agency. All right, does everybody, did everybody tweet it? Who wants to enter? Okay, I just want to see. There's three, four, five, six, seven. Wow, quite a few of you guys entered this one. All right. If you're a peaceful Muslim, aren't you blatantly disobeying Islam? Yeah, they're actually called an infidel if they don't obey Sharia law, just so you know.
2: Yeah, we've seen that in the campaign of ISIS in the Middle East, that um, certainly the killing of Christians, but also Christians on Muslims who weren't Muslim enough for for the radicals.
0: Okay. All righty, ready people? Drum roll. Actually, it's not really a drum. Whatever. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to pitch it. We're going to pick it. I was going to say pick. Anyway, I said that wrong. Here we go. Pick my hashtag, BNR8M. And of course, the winner is our birthday girl, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) We should ban Melanie from entering contests because she wins everything. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to do another one just for fun. Because Melanie is your birthday, you you won already. So I'm going to do one more because I feel like it. Okay, you can't win twice, Melanie. Stop that. Ah, Ma- Megan, the Narrow Gate is the second winner. All right, so Megan, congratulations. Melanie, happy birthday again. And thank you all for 8 million hearts. You guys rock. So all I need now from both of you is your email address because I need that in order to send you the Amazon gift card. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. So, uh, Bearface, do you have any closing thoughts on our program today? Should we just go out with a happy song?
2: Well, I'm just going to wrap this up by it's clear to me and hopefully clear to you as we look at uh, the things in the news that, the world that we live in, uh, and I'm talking about the the society, the culture, in many ways, is you, unstable. Are, uh,
0: and, Pastor Pete, are you coming up next at, at like 3.30 still? If you are, everybody should go watch you. So just put up that, and we'll go ahead and play the happy song out. How's that sound?
2: All right. Just finishing my thought. To, okay.
0: After you're done with your thought, we'll to play to the To wrap happy this song. up. That, all right.
2: Though even though there are upheavals in society, you know we need not get become unhinged uh, like they are. Okay, cool. Uh, you know because there is a bottom line run across the ages, as Twilight Paris saying. You know God is in control. He's not surprised by anything going on. He's not wringing his hands. Uh, he's not upset. And I'm kind of stalling a little bit uh, for me to bring up Psalm 46 because
0: everybody follow Pastor Pete in the meantime. Pastor P, I mean, Pete, Pastor Pedro, Pastor Man, yeah, I like that guy. I do. He's awesome. He's so sweet. I mean, you're all sweet and lovable, but just saying, so you know, I really like him a lot.
2: <laughs> I'm going to.
0: Uh, I'm going to give heart eyes to Pastor Pete. All right. Yeah, uh, there we go. Heart eyes.
2: Psalm 46, just 11 verses. I'll try to be quick. God <laughs> is our refuge and strength. Very much found to be a help in distresses. On account of this, we will not fear when the earth changes and, the, and when mountains are slipping into the heart of the seas. Let its waters foam, let the mountains shake in its swelling. Selah. There is a river, its channels gladden in the city of God.
0: Somebody's asking if it will get your dander up if I'm coveted by somebody.
2: Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. Anyway, the holy tabernacles, the holy tabernacle of the most high, God is in the midst of her, she shall not be shaken. God will help her at the turning of the morning. The nations roared, kingdoms were shaken. He gave forth his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Yaakov is a strength for us. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord, who sets ruins on the earth, causing wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bone, cuts apart spears. He burns the chariots in the fire. Still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Yaakov is a refuge for us.
0: Selah. Selah. All right. Okay, let's play Jamie's song, the happy song. She. Lo- I love her. Just so you know, I love Jamie Grace. She's so cute. She's young enough to be my daughter, just so you know. And she is so funny. If you guys aren't following her on her YouTube channel, you need to. Just saying.
2: She's adorable.
0: She is. All right. Happy birthday, Melanie. Congratulations, everybody. I woke up today with a smile on my
1: face. It sounds like a song I wrote yesterday. But I feel that way again. I'm feeling real, real good again. Like a good umbrella on a rainy day. Or a road trip riding on a full tank. I feel real
2: So remember,
0: be bold, stand up, <laughs> and go listen to Pastor Pete right after the show is over right. and go with God, of course.
2: <laughs> because he loves you.
0: That's right. We'll see you on Monday or Sunday night, right? Sunday night. Yep. 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 Adios. <laughs> uh
2: 661 fortunately it wasn't 666 that would be funny well $30 you
0: know
2: Oops, viewer
0: now. Yeah, but
2: we're at 8 million hard days 8,026,000 I seriously cannot believe
0: Melanie won again we yeah. gotta put a ban on her entering I, actually, um, uh, who
1: was it recommended? They actually said that I should, uh, <laughs>
2: Alright, you need to go out? Is that the idea? The um, entertain you. Uh, you can shut that light off. Yeah, I can. So now. um. Oh, shoot. What?
0: Um, <laughs> Are we still
2: on the air? Yeah, blog talk, everything we've been saying for the past.